Part three of the Lovesiac History by Palladius, translated by W. K. Lowther Clark, B.D. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter eighteen, Macarius of Alexandria. But I did meet the other Macarius, the Alexandrian, a priest of the place called Calia. I sojourned in this Calia nine years. He survived were three years of my stay there, and some things I saw for myself, some I heard from him, and some things again I heard from others. This, then, was the method of his asceticism. If ever he heard of any feat, he did the same thing perfectly. For instance, having heard from some that the monks of Tabanisi all through Lent eat only food that has not been near the fire, he decided for seven years to eat nothing that had been through the fire, and except for raw vegetables, if any such were found, and moistened pulse, he tasted nothing. Having practiced this virtue to perfection, he heard about another man, that he ate a pound of bread, and having broken up his ration biscuit, and put it into a vessel with a narrow mouth, he decided to eat just as much as his hand brought out and he would tell the story thus in a joking manner. I seized hold of a number of pieces, but I could not extract them all at once by reason of the narrowness of the opening, for like a tax-gatherer it would not let me. So for three years he kept up this practice of asceticism, eating four or five ounces of bread, and drinking as much water and a pint of oil in the year. Here is another practice of his, he determined to dispense with sleep, and he told us how he did not go under a roof for twenty days, that he might conquer sleep, being burnt up by the sun's heat, and shriveled up with cold by night. And he used to say this, Unless I had soon gone under a roof and got some sleep, my brain would have so dried up as to drive me into delirium for ever after. And I conquered so far as depended on me, but I gave way so far as depended on my nature that had need of sleep. As he sat early in the morning in his cell, a mosquito settled on his foot and stung him. In feeling the pain he squashed it with his hand after it was full of blood. So accusing himself for having taken vengeance, he condemned himself to sit naked for six months in the marsh of Skiti, which is in the great desert. The mosquitoes there are like wasps, and even pierced the hides of wild boars. So then he was bitten all over, and developed so many swellings that some thought he had elephantiasis. Returning to his cell after six months, he was recognized by his voice that it was Macarius himself. Once he desired to enter the garden tomb of Janus and Jambres, so he told us. But this garden tomb had once belonged to the magicians, who had great power long ago with Pharaoh. For as much then as they had the power for long periods, they built their work with stones faced four square, and made their tomb there, and stored away much gold. They also planted trees, for the place is rather damp, and they dug a well besides. Since therefore the saint did not know the way, he followed the stars by a kind of guesswork, crossing the desert as one does at sea. 
taking a bundle of reeds he planted them one each mile as landmarks in order to find his way as he returned so having travelled nearly nine days he approached the place then the demon who always withstands the athletes of christ collected all the reeds and put them in his head as he slept about a mile from the garden tomb so he arose and found the reeds god having allowed this perhaps to try him further that he might not trust in reeds but in the pillar of cloud that led israel forty years in the desert he used to say seventy demons came out from the garden tomb to meet me shouting and fluttering like crows against my face and saying what do you want macarius what do you want monk why have you come to our place you can't stay here i told them he said let me just go in and look around and go away so he said i went in and found a little brazen jar suspended and an iron chain against the well rusted already by time and some pomegranates with nothing inside because they had been dried up by the sun so then he turned back and went on his way for twenty days but when the water which he was carrying failed him and also the loaves he was in great distress and when he was nearly collapsing there appeared to him a maiden so he declared wearing a pure white robe and holding a cruse dripping with water he said she was some distance about a state away from him and he went on for three days gazing at her as she stood with the vessel and being unable to catch her up as happens in dreams but he lasted out sustained by the hope of drinking after her appeared a herd of antelopes one of which with a calf stopped there are many in those regions and he said that her udder was flowing with milk so creeping under her and sucking he was satisfied and the antelope went as far as his cell giving him milk but not allowing her own calf to suck on another occasion while digging a well near to some vegetable shoots he was bitten by an asp now this beast is able to cause death and having taken it with both hands he seized it by the jaws and pulled it in pieces saying to it when god did not send you how did you dare to come now he had several cells in the desert one in skeeti the great interior desert and one in the libyan desert and one at the so-called kalia and one on mount nitria some of these are without windows and in these he was said to sit during lent in darkness another was too narrow for him to stretch out his feet in it another in which he met his visitors was more spacious he healed so great a crowd of demoniacs that they cannot be counted when we were there a high-born maiden was brought from thessalonica paralyzed for many years he rubbed her for twenty days with holy oil with his own hands praying the while and sent her back to her city restored to health after she had gone she sent him many generous gifts having heard that the monks of tabanisi had a splendid rule of life he changed his clothes and put on the secular garments of a workman and went a fifteen days journey to the theveid travelling through the desert and having come to the monastery of the tabanisiots he asked for their archimandrite pacomius by name a man of great reputation in possessing the gift of prophecy though the story of macarius had not been revealed to him 
So meeting him, he said, I pray you, receive me into your monastery that I may become a monk. Pacomius said to him, You have already reached old age, and you cannot be an ascetic. The brethren are ascetics, and you cannot endure their labors. You will be offended, and will depart, cursing them. And he did not receive him either the first day or the second, till seven days had passed. But he persisted in waiting, fasting all the time, and at last he said to him, Receive me, father, and if I do not fast as they do, and work, order me to be driven out. He persuaded the brethren to admit him. Now the total number of the occupants of the first monastery was one thousand four hundred men, and remained so up to this day. Well, he entered. When a little time had passed, Lent came on, and he saw each man practicing different ways of asceticism, one eating in the evening only, another every two days, another every five, another again standing all night but sitting down by day. So having moistened palm leaves in large numbers, he stood in a corner, and until the forty days were completed, and Easter had come, ate no bread and drank no water, neither knelt down nor reclined, and apart from a few cabbage leaves took nothing, and them only on Sunday, that he might appear to eat. And if ever he went out in obedience to nature, he quickly came in again and took his stand, speaking to no one, and not opening his mouth, but standing in silence. And apart from prayer in his heart, and the palm leaves in his hands, he was doing nothing." All the ascetics, therefore, seeing this, raised a revolt against the superior, saying, Where did you get this fleshless man from to condemn us? Either drive him out, or know that we are all going. Pacomius, therefore, having heard the details of his observance, prayed to God that the identity of the stranger might be revealed to him. And it was revealed, and he took him by the hand and led him to the house of prayer, where the altar was, and said to him, Here, good old man, you are Mercadius, and you hid it from me. For many years I have been longing to see you. I thank you for letting my children feel your fist, lest they should be proud of their ascetic achievements. Now go away to your own place, for you have edified us sufficiently, and pray for us. Then he went away, as asked. On another occasion he told us this story. Having perfected every kind of life that I desired, then I had another desire. I desired to keep my mind for five days only undistracted from the contemplation of God. And having determined this, I barred the cell and enclosure, so as not to have to answer any man, and I took my stand, beginning at the second hour. So I gave this commandment to my mind. Do not descend from heaven. There you have angels, archangels, the powers on high, the God of all. Do not descend below heaven. And having lasted out two days and two nights, I exasperated the demon, so that he became a flame of fire, and burned up all the things in the cell, so that even the little mat on which I stood was consumed with fire, and I thought I was being all burned up. Finally, stricken with fear, I left off on the third day, being unable to keep my mind free from distraction, but I descended to contemplation of the world, lest vanity should be imputed to me. 
once i visited this holy Macarius and found a village priest lying just outside his cell whose head was all eaten away by the disease called cancer and the actual bone appeared on the crown of his head he had come to be healed and Macarius would not grant him an interview so i besought him i pray you pity him and give him his answer and he said to me he does not deserve to be healed for it has been sent to him as a punishment but if you want him to be healed persuade him to give up taking services for he was taking services though living in fornication and for this reason he is being punished and god is healing his soul so when i said this to the afflicted man he consented and swore that he would no longer exercise his priesthood then he received him and said do you believe that god is he said to him yes were you able to mock god no he answered he said if you recognize your sin and the chastening of god on account of which you suffered this reform yourself henceforward so he confessed his fault and gave a promise that he would sin no more nor take the service but embrace the position of a layman then he laid his hands on him and in a few days he was cured and the hair grew and he went away healed before my eyes a young lad was brought to him possessed by an evil spirit so putting one hand on his head and the other on his heart he prayed so much that he made him hang in mid-air then the boy swelled like a wine-skin and festered so that he became a mass of recipolis and having cried out suddenly he produced water through all his senses and calming down returned to his original size so he anointed him with holy oil and handed him to his father and having poured water upon him ordered that he should touch neither flesh nor wine for forty days and so he healed him one day vainglorious thoughts troubled him driving him out from the cell and suggesting to him as if by a divine dispensation that he should visit the city of the romans to cure the sick for grace acted powerfully in him against evil spirits and when for a long while he would not obey but was being vehemently pressed falling on the doorstep of his cell he put his feet outside and said drag me demons pull me for i am not going with my feet if you can take me then i will go he swore to them here i lie until evening unless you shake me i will not listen to you so having lain there a long while he got up but when night came on they attacked him again and having filled a two-bushel basket with sand and put it on his shoulders he tramped about in the desert theosevius the cosmetor an antiochian by race met him and said to him what are you carrying father give me the burden and don't trouble yourself but he said to him i trouble my troubler for he is insatiable and tempts me to go out so having tramped about for a long time he went into his cell having punished his body this holy macarius told me the following for he was a priest i noticed at the time of distributing the mysteries that it was never i which gave the oblation to marcus the ascetic but an angel used to give it him from the altar i saw only the knuckle of the donor's hand now this marcus was a young man who learned by heart the old and new testaments 
exceedingly meek and continent beyond all others. One day, having leisure, Mercadius then being in extreme old age, I went off and sat by his door, thinking him superhuman, seeing that he was so old, and listened to what he said and what he did. He was quite alone inside, being already a hundred years old, and having lost his teeth, he was writing with himself and the devil and saying, What do you want, bad old man? See, you have had oil and have taken some wine. What do you want more, you white-haired glutton? Scolding himself. Then to the devil, Do I owe you anything now? You won't find anything. Go away from me. And, as if humming to himself, he was saying, Here, you white-haired glutton, how long shall I be with you? Paphnutius, his disciple, told us, that one day a hyena took her whelp, which was blind, and brought it to Macarius, and having knocked with her head at the door of the enclosure, she entered, Macarius sitting outside his cell, and threw the young one down at his feet, and he took it and spat on its eyes and prayed, and immediately it recovered its sight, and its mother, having suckled it, took it and went away. And on the next day she brought the saint the fleas of a large sheep. And the blessed Melania said this to me, I got that fleece from Macarius as a gift to a visitor. And what marvel, if he who tamed the lions for Daniel also made the hyena intelligent? And he said, that from the day he was baptized, he never spat on the ground, it being then sixty years from his baptism. As to his bodily form, he was rather short and beardless, having no hairs except on his lips and on the tip of his chin, for owing to the excess of his asceticism, the hairs of his beard did not even sprout. One day, when I was suffering from axidy, I went to him and said, father what shall i do since my thoughts afflict me saying you are making no progress go away from here and he said to me tell them for christ's sake i am guarding the walls i have told you these few stories out of many relating to the holy macarius chapter nineteen moses the robber a certain moses this was his name an ethiopian by race and black was house-servant to a government official. His own master drove him out because of his immorality and brigandage, for he was said to go even the length of murder. I am compelled to tell his wicked acts in order to show the virtue of his repentance. Anyhow, they used to say that he was leader of a robber band, and among his acts of brigandage one stood out specially, that once he plotted vengeance against a shepherd who had one night with his dogs impeded him in a project. Desirous to kill him, he looked about to find the place where the shepherd kept his sheep, and he was informed that it was on the opposite bank of the Nile. And since the river was in flood, and about a mile in extent, he grasped his sword in his mouth, and put his shirt on his head, and so got over, swimming the river. While he was swimming over, the shepherd was able to escape him by burying himself in the sand. So having killed the four best rams, and tied them together with a cord, he swam back. And having come to a little homestead, he flayed the sheep, 
and having eaten the best of the flesh and sold the skins in exchange for wine he drank a quart that is eighteen italian pints and went off fifty miles further to where he had his band in the end this abandoned man conscience-stricken as a result of one of his adventures gave himself up to a monastery and to such practising of asceticism that he brought publicly to the knowledge of christ even his accomplice in crime from his youth the demon who had sinned with him among other tales this is told of him one day robbers attacked him as he sat in his cell not knowing who it was they were four in number he tied them all together and putting them on his back like a truss of straw brought them to the church of the brethren saying since i am not allowed to hurt any one what do you bid me do with these then these robbers having confessed their sins and recognized that it was moses the erstwhile renowned and far-famed robber themselves also glorified god and renounced the world because of his conversion saying to themselves if he who was so great and powerful in brigandage has feared god why should we defer our salvation this moses was attacked by demons who tried to plunge him into his old habit of sexual incontinence he was tempted so greatly as he himself testified that he almost relinquished his purpose so having come to the great isidore the one who lived in skeeti he told him about his conflict and he said to him do not be grieved these are the beginnings and therefore they have attacked you the more vehemently seeking out your old habit for just as a dog in a butcher's shop owing to its habits cannot tear himself away but if the shop is closed and no one gives him anything he no longer comes near it so also with you if you endure the demon gets discouraged and has to leave you so he returned and from that hour practised asceticism more vehemently and especially refrained from food taking nothing except dry bread to the extent of twelve ounces accomplishing a great deal of work and completing fifty prayers a day thus he mortified his body but he still continued to burn and be troubled by dreams again he went to another one of the saints and said to him what am i to do seeing that the dreams of my soul darken my reason by reason of my sinful habits he said to him because you have not withdrawn your mind from imagining these things that is why you endure this give yourself to watching and pray with fasting and you will quickly be delivered from them listening to this advice also he went away to his cell and gave his word that he would not sleep all night nor bend his knees so he remained in his cell for six years and every night he stood in the middle of the cell praying and not closing his eyes and he could not master the thing so he suggested to himself yet another plan and going out by night he would visit the cells of the older and more ascetic monks and taking their water-pots secretly would fill them with water for they fetched their water from a distance some from two miles off some five miles others half a mile so one night the demon watched for him having lost his patience and as he stooped down at the well gave him a blow with a cudgel across the loins and left him apparently dead with no perception of what he had suffered or from whom 
so the next day a man came to draw water and found him lying there and told the great isidore the priest of skeety he therefore picked him up and brought him to the church and for a year he was so ill that with difficulty did his body and soul recover strength so the great isidore said to him moses stop struggling with the demons and do not provoke them but he said to him i will never cease until the appearance of the demon ceases so he said to him in the name of jesus christ your dreams have ceased come to communion then with confidence for that you should not boast of having overcome passion this is why you have been oppressed for your good and he went away again to his cell afterwards when asked by isidore some two months later he said that he no longer suffered anything indeed he was counted worthy of such a gift of power over demons that we fear these flies more than he feared demons this was the manner of life of moses the ethiopian he too was numbered among the great ones of the fathers so he died in skeedy seventy-five years old having become a priest and he left seventy disciples chapter twenty paul there is a mountain in egypt called firma which borders on the great desert of skeedy on this mountain dwell some five hundred men devotees of asceticism one of them a man named paul had this manner of life he touched no work and no business nor did he receive anything from any man beyond what he ate but his work and his asceticism consisted in ceaseless prayer so he had three hundred set prayers and he collected as many pebbles and kept them in his lap and threw them out of his lap one pebble at each prayer having gone for an interview with Macarius, the one known as citizen he said to him father Macarius, i am afflicted so he compelled him to say for what reason but he said to him in a certain village there dwells a virgin who has lived the ascetic life for thirty years they have told me of her that except on saturday and sunday she never eats but all the while dragging out the long weeks and eating at intervals of five days she makes seven hundred prayers and when i learned this i despaired of myself because i could not make more than three hundred the holy Macarius answered him i am now sixty years old i make one hundred set prayers and produce my food by my own work and give the brethren the interviews that are their due and my reason does not condemn me as having neglected my duty but if you say three hundred and are condemned by your conscience you are clearly not praying them with purity or else you could pray more and do not end of part three